Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, I want to appreciate y'all for actually listening to the stories that I um want to give big thanks. Uh, I will be having a website put up soon. Um, hopefully, I can get more interacted with um everything basically. But I will put my email on my Anchor account. So um, if you go into my Anchor. You'll be able to contact me there, and I should be able to put the link on my um, my podcast. So, let's get started. There's a famous quote by Robert Evans. There are three sides to a story. Yours, mine, and the truth. In my line of work, you come to realize that the truth is rarely an objective perspective. For example, a bloody fight is the result of an argument. One side claims self-defense, the other claims a brutal attack. A camera shows a man striking another in the heat of the moment. Case closed, right? Truth is stored in that digital medium. When you look further, what do you find? A lifelong friendship, betrayal, unsubtension, threats, and boil over. Maybe the attacker truly believed his life was danger and mistook the slightest movement as the beginning of a punch. Or perhaps he just let his anger, the situation, get the best of him. Maybe a mix of both. What's the objective truth here? And for whom is that truth valid? <clears throat> when you're a cop, understanding these nonsenses of truth is critical. And understanding the power these nonsenses can have is even more important. Not only when we have to discern whether or not someone's recollection of events but when we lie to achieve a specific response, it's not something you become very familiar with. For me and my investigations in particular, this was especially true. My investigation of who I've dubbed as the Watcher been assigned to numerous cases. Many were either uneventful or too out of control to do much more than make an unofficial official report. However, during the time, Officer Ryan somehow managed to get into the chief the good chief's good graces while I was bouncing between the real crimes and looking at unusual occurrences. He, in turn, earned the opportunity to tack along with some of my investigations. In one instance, we even took a trip to what is easily see easiestly the creepiest amusement park I've ever visited. I believe the name of it was a Jeezy's World. Honestly, we can only spend about 10 minutes there before mutually deciding to nope out and just tell the chief that everything was on the up and up. I'm not sure if Cheesy's is even still around, but either way, I'm not really the guy to tell the story. The point being, Officer Ryan and I had spent 
what was becoming a considerable amount of time together, and admittedly, the guy was starting to grow on me. And because of that relationship, I asked for him personally on my next case. The local hospital had caught about a man trespassing in the mental health ward. Supposedly, someone had been spotted inside the ward multiple times. One account from a patient being even suggested that the man had been sitting on the ceiling. Well, at first, these accounts weren't taken too seriously. But when one of the security guards spotted a naked man scale a wall and climb into a small vent in the ceiling, we got called. Typically, patrol officers respond to these types of calls. However, when information on the stranger accounts of this man made its way up the chain of command, I was called in. From an inhumanely loud scream to seemingly materializing into locked rooms, my interests were immediately along my disgusts. When Officer Ryan and I got pulled over to the hospital, things were already in motion. Explanations for why we needed to evacuate the floor and bring in multiple officers were already given. And on our arrival, we were escorted down out of hallways that led to the mental health ward. Security guard escorting us referred to it as the old hospital. Apparently, it used to be a primary set of buildings. As the hospital decided to modernize and expand, they built <clears throat> a new set of buildings on top of the old. This was good, the hospital in general, but it left the older portion noticeably neglected. The first signs of this were apparently in the rickety elevator we took down to the mental health facility's main lobby. Admittedly, it was a little more uncomfortable going down an elevator that likely hadn't been serviced in... Who knows how long. The creaks and moans of the rusty lift only added to my growing paranoia. Officer Ryan made small talk with the guard as we descended. The guard mentioned how the hospital was storing an overflow of oxygen in the old hospital storage room. We usually made rounds to make sure that the tanks weren't compromised. During one of the rounds, he claimed have seen who he referred to as the hermit eating it at mouse. This story made my stomach turn a little bit, but listening to the guard take comfort in Officer Ryan took my mind off the stress from him. I always thought it was fascinating how that guy seemed to be beloved by everyone. But when the doors opened back to reveal a lobby, it looked as though it had been changed since the 60s. Streff's level spiked all the way up, waiting patiently at if Evelyn Jose behind her were two officers so that two officers that I usually saw accompanying Chief Detective Joe. Light brown hair was tied up into a bun, her navy blue attire and dark makeup contrasted with her fair skin. Long freckles across her nose. And of course, she was scowling. Took you long enough to get here, Smith. She said with a very detectable level of frustration. We already cleared the floor because of the dangerous individual. I'm hoping that you won't make me do the rest of your job and actually assist in catching him. 
Again, I'll beam. Track stars. Detective Jealous. Judge Plus. We seem to have made it before the heat death of the university. So, by my account, we still have plenty of time to figure this out. You're welcome. She rolled her eyes and turned her attention towards Officer Ryan. Hey, Barry, how are you? Did you manage to find a new place for you and your wife? Officer Ryan nodded. Actually, we did. This new set of houses just finished getting developed about six miles north of here, and we're thinking about moving there. Wait, wait, Barry, I interjected. How didn't I know? Since when the hell are you two close? He shrugged. We just talk sometimes, I guess. She's cool, man. I looked back at Detective Joss. With an eyebrow raised, I saw a half smile sent back in my direction. Then turned to the security guard and said, Thanks for bringing them down here. Uh, we'll take it from here. If you want to have guys waiting outside the elevator upstairs, that'd be fine, but we don't want you guys interfering with anything down here. With a nod, made his way back to the elevator. Give a simple wave. The doors close. Wait, you want them waiting upstairs? I asked. How the hell are you going to get this guy out of here without being without them noticing? Detective Joss mentioned for us to follow her. A word led us down a dark hallway that ended with a door and it had a busted exit sign. It leads to the back of the hospital. I'm thinking we can corral him through here so that the rest of the staff doesn't see him. And then, wait. I said skeptically. This, this hospital is less than a mile from a major highway. And you just want to send him outside? She exhaled sharply. Before continuing, no. Assuming we can't kill it, we have a couple guys with trucks waiting in the back. Hopefully we can catch him and move him out into the city into the woods somewhere to let him run off we won't have much time though apparently chief has seen this guy before and he's somewhat of an escape artist best we can hope for is out of sight out of mind out of sight out of mind well i'm glad we're really looking out for the people she shrugged yeah well i'd love to do more too but we're not monster fighters i know still just feels empty. Detective Joss went out to explain. It was and has a tendency to feel any enclosed space. When exposed to the outside, he likely dive right for the back of the empty truck, and from there, she gave us a tour of the old hospital. There wasn't much to see. The thing was confined in a small floor. It started with the main reception. It to its right was a sliding glass door leading into the terrace. And straight ahead, three hallways. The hallway furthest to the left led down to a patient's room behind a locked door. The hallway in the middle, security station, and a few more unseparated rooms further down. The last hallway, the most interesting. First glance, all you would see is a few locked doors that they pass off as a simple janitorial closets and a water fountain. Thinking back on the conversation I overheard Officer Ryan having with the security guard, the door at the end of the hallway provided the most intrigue. Inside, 
found a number of oxygen stacked on top of each other with other miscellaneous items surrounding them. While oxygen itself isn't flammable, no, it can be incredibly dangerous near flammable materials. Not to get too much into the science, but as an oxidizer, it can cause an existing fire to spread much faster, not to mention the fact that one pressurized tank exploding due to rupture uh, could cause some damage. 10 to 20 of them could be catastrophic. Feel free to correct me on the science, but either way, this certainly didn't jive with OSHA standards. Not only that, but there seemed to be a small hole in the ceiling. A point of interest, perhaps. I snapped a couple of pictures on my phone. I informed Officer Ryan and Detective Johnson about my discovery, and they both largely brushed me off. All right, Detective Joss began. Harry, I want you to be at the... Before she could finish, a voice, I assume, belonged to the officers assigned to watch over us. Came through a radio. Supposedly, he had heard a loud noise coming from the house. And when he went to go investigate, he saw someone sitting outside. We dashed back to the main hall and found the same officer standing by the terrace door. Detective Josh went over to speak with him. So I could focus on... Oh, the figure sitting in the fetal position outside. He had a large frame. He was skinny with a distant stomach. His head was probably twice as large as an average human head. But most of that seemed to be from his massive forwarding hanging brow. His scowl accentuated deep wrinkles. Then stringy black hairs fell over his beady eyes us with a deep seated hatred. Yet, despite the disturbing look, he seemed to be otherwise human. It was hard not to wonder. This whole song and Yeah, trespassing is a crime. But evacuating an entire wing of a hospital and bringing us in one human man it was odd. This could have been easily handled by a couple of patrol officers. I could tell Officer Ryan was feeling the same way, but Detective Joss was on edge when she finally came over to talk. I almost laughed in her face. This is the guy, I said with a smirk, possibly homeless, but man obviously oh. Brought out all this just for him? She wasn't having it. Don't underestimate this man, Smith. I want you both sharp when we approach. That means be prepared to fire at a moment's notice. Scoffed. Are you serious? I've seen a lot of fucked up shit this as of, as of late. I understand when I see when I see a threat, there's a threat. But I'm not gonna assume crazy into say crazy. You know how bad it'd be. And look, if we came at an obviously unharmed man with guns drawn, heinous crime, sitting. Could you imagine if one of us accidentally shot the guy? Yeah. Officer Ryan followed. Guys aren't technically... Haven't seen him do anything wild, right? There are reports of threats for him actually assaulting anyone. Sure, the trespassing is bad, but he's just sitting there. If... He went to the media about three cops pulling guns on him without a real provocation. It's gonna look bad. 
She shook her head. Look, I'm not... I've, I've done this enough, you know? I understand where you're coming from, but I'm telling you, that split-second difference between unholstering your weapon and firing can be the difference between life. If he turns out to just be a guy, then who's going to believe it? Oh, I nearly shouted. It's absolutely not the standard we set. We are, or at least, we should be better than that. I've heard the stories too. Can't make assumptions like that until we have the facts. Everyone went silent for a moment. The tension in the air between the detective and us, and he was palpable. In his unusual fashion, Officer Ryan attempted the situation. So, uh, who beats one? My math is usually pretty bad, but I'm sure we win, so yay, no guns. Fine. <clears throat> Detective Joss said through clenched teeth before calling over to the officers she was speaking with earlier. Murray, take a position where our friend can't see you. If anything happens, you shoot to fucking kill. Alright. <clears throat> we could at least agree to that. I took point on the approach with my and my taser. Officer Ryan did the same. To my right while the detective there at my left, her hand over her gun. When we opened the terrace door, there was a tangible feeling that we weren't wanted. Man didn't move a muscle or say a word, but it was as if his very presence was telling us to leave. Admittedly, I got a little choked up in trying to speak with him. Fortunately, <clears throat> Officer Ryan uh, didn't pick up on the hostile atmosphere and made the mistake of being the first to communicate. Hey, man. We got a call about you being here. And the hospital staff has informed us that they'd like you to leave the premises. But if you need us to get you some clothes or take you wherever, we'd love to help. No. The hermit spoke as he left us stunned for a moment. The sound seemed to boom. It appeared as though he was barely putting any force behind his words. Um, looked over at Detective Joss for a moment, myself mimicking her. My hand now firmly placed over my gun. Uh, I slowly became aware that maybe this guy really wasn't human, and that I had made a grave mistake insisting that we come in without guns. It took Officer Ryan a moment to regain his composure, and he let out a nervous laugh, and tried to continue. I, uh, sorry, look, can't really take no for an answer here. If the hospital staff wants to go on, then you gotta go. We'd really prefer if you just worked with us here to make it no. His voice boomed again. This is my fucking home. Before I could even process what happened, he sprung forward with incredible speed. One moment he was sitting on the ground, next he was rolling on the floor with Officer Ryan, beating his face raw. Detective Joss already had her gun out, but I knew she wouldn't be able to get a clear shot without risking shooting Ryan. Instinctively, I yelled, don't shoot. Well, I dived for the hermit, tackling him to the concrete. Not only was the strength immense, 
It felt like his whole body was covered in some sort of oil that prevented me from getting ripped. I, I did some wrestling in my youth, but I was utterly unprepared for a grappling match. That, this, it just felt so weird. Eventually, he found his way on top, and I could see his massive hands about swing down. A loud bang rang out, and another, and another. Suddenly, I felt a, a river of pus just wash over my face. And the pressure of him sitting on my chest lifted, I hoped. Whatever deed he may or may not be out there, that Detective Joss had killed him. I received so much relief when I heard that same booming voice command that we leave his home immediately. Looking up, I caught him squirming his way into a vent, led back into the building. Though his whereabouts were absolutely a concern, my immediate intent was drawn to my bloodied partner, lying just a few feet away. I scrambled to his side, and damage was apparent. Cuts, bruises, missing teeth, and a severely broken nose. Damn, shouted. Evelyn, help me get him to his feet. I managed to get Officer Ryan back inside and handed him off to Officer Murray to be taken upstairs and helped by the hospital staff. It burned me up inside that I couldn't go with him. It was my call to go in without guns, squarely trained on the airmen. Because of that stupid decision, Officer Ryan could have easily received permanent brain damage and likely needed plastic surgery. <clears throat> but, you know, we had a job to do. And it was hard not to wallow my own foot. Joss was kind enough to give me some space and allow me to come. It took a few minutes to get myself back together. I found her waiting inside smoking a cigarette. Since when are you a smoker? I asked. She flicked ashes and blew out a bit of smoke. I'm not, at least not usually. But the more I go on these cases, the more I find myself lighting one or two up. Just deal with, you know. She turned towards me and held a letter out. I'm trying to stop, so I don't have another one. As long as you have it, I can't smoke. But I accepted the gift. Lean next to her against the wall. So we're gonna find the thing. Feel its body full of lead, right? Shook her head. I know you want revenge for what it did to Barry. It's me. I've been where you're at. It's not going to work. The hell do you mean it won't work? He bled or pussed. Stuffed pig when you shot him. Between us two and the officer on standby, we usually have enough ammo to put him down. If not, then we'd get bigger gut. Two of us. Officer Zhang there needs to guard the elevator. Besides, I think the shock of the moment made you miss something. I had to be within, what, 20 feet of him? I shot the bastard three times. My service pistol. Three close shots. I was there and... And the pus stopped leaking. No wound. The information froze me. I... I don't understand. He was obviously hurt. How, how could there be no wound? She shrugged. 
You ever heard of self-healing fabrics? You can puncture them and they can fix the hole right up? The bullets definitely went, but you couldn't tell that by looking at him. If you stand right up after three hollow point bullets in your head, how much damage do you really think they could have done? I think the most going guns blazing served to do is annoy him. We need a legitimate solution. That was tough to hear. <sighs> I wanted revenge for my friend. I was finally sure that we had a way to kill him. Just this one time. It took me a moment, but I knew I had to resolve myself towards it at the... Okay, so what do we do then? Original plan. He said, placing a hand on my shoulder. I won't be here to operate the security station, but when I'm gone, I'll have to do Keep your radio on. I'll tell you where I see him. And if we can chase him around until he goes in the door leading to the trucks, we should be okay. And I'm like letting him fly to the window. Admittedly, I thought that was a horrible plan, just on the general concept, but playing high stakes hide and seek with a super hermit sounded like a pretty dangerous proposition. That danger made itself immediately present and him standing at the end of the hallway with the security station. Pointed my gun in his directional order. He never broke eye contact. He spoke. You two are intruders in my home. Believe or be punished. I will defend my property. There was a pause. I shit you not, the fucker started climbing the wall like gravity was optional. And slipped into another vent. The apparent breaking of physics didn't seem to bother Detective Jones in the slightest. As soon as he was gone, she went to work pulling up the security camera. Once she got everything up, she reiterated the plan. Follow her directions and out of the building. We knew that bullets could have at least make it feel pain. Rid of it. Should have been enough to crawl him towards the truck. She remarked about how simple it was. At first, I thought she may be right. It took some time, but eventually, we saw movement in the hallway containing the patient's room. This was it. As I walked towards my destination, the pistol aimed I couldn't shake the groan feeling. This would be the furthest thing from... <clears throat> Making my way through the door, I had to take stock of my surroundings. I'm patient's room were open and... Right, I'm attaining kitchen, small television, and a nurse's desk, all in a small area on the opposite side. A lot to be compared to an ugly looking hallway, ultimately empty. I'm not seeing anything on the radio. Did you change locations? Negative. You duck behind the nurse's station to your left, likely setting up an ambush. She replied, I logically walked towards the counter, being sure to keep my back towards the my thumb to my chest. The sweat starting to form on my brow. My mind was becoming flooded with all the ways this could go wrong. When I was level with the desk. I took a deep breath and pivoted towards the desk entrance. Screaming for that ugly bastard to get out of here. Nothing. Around the corner of the nurse's station, I didn't see a thing. All it took was one. Instead of step four to spring from his inside a hollow compartment of the desk and tackle me 
ground. I immediately felt a sharp pain in my shoulder. His gums had dislocated from his jaw and shot forward like a goblet shark, sinking sharp teeth into my My screams of pain felt seem I can bite harder. I managed to hold up my gun to my left hand. And I fired a couple rounds into the first thing I could The pressure in my shoulder lifted. He reared back in pain, grabbed me his gut, and I sprang up. I used my good shoulder to ran him. Shut the door behind him, leave for me, with one of the few things they had up hospital doors. They appeared to be badge locked, meaning unless a staff member came in out, he wouldn't go anywhere. I was hopeful that uh give me some time strategy, but his constant banging on the door made it hard to Keep smashing away, I yelled. That you're not gonna get out unless I want you to. Owen Q he went silent. He inspected me for a moment, just his face up to the small window. And the old you'd want me so that you could try and scare me out of my home. Plan, stupid man. He stated matter of factly, think that you can make me abandon my home. You will run out of bullets. It'll hurt me, yeah, but I stand my ground just long enough, you and your friends won't be able to hurt me. And I know I can take the pain. Can you survive having your jaw ripped off? He paused to spit a yellow fluid glass. I'm gonna hunt you down for it. It made me take a step back. He fucking knew the whole time. We would have chased him around into the point of exhaustion. Then he would have struck. Detective Joss was came through over the myth. I see you have him contained there. Listen, you need to... He knows. He knows the plan. We need to try something else. I've got him locked up here, but I... Meth. Look down. Get the hell out of there. Confused, I did as I was told, and I saw two fingers slide up from the door. And after his hand fell, I didn't have much time to think. I sprinted towards the exit, shut the door behind me, glancing back through the window. And I could see his arms had already made it. Three options. No exit. No, no. He simply would follow me outside. I could run towards Joss. I heard him together. This guy was basically... Both eventually be defenseless. Which left one real option. Getting of a plan I didn't entirely trust. Started to form in my head. Another quick glance. Showed I was almost out of time. Legs out from under the door. I knew he was getting ready. I got on the radio. Detective Joss, he's coming towards your location. He wants revenge for the gunshots earlier. Positioned outside by the truck. She replied with a simple copy. Just in the nick of time, the man was free, barreling toward the door. I sprinted towards the first closet. Three of my stubs must have been equal to the one of his, because I could hear him close distance with lightning speed. Despite the pain, I opted to die for the open and shooting a warning shot in his direction to hopefully slow him down. It did the trick. The bullet missed, but I knew he didn't want to take unnecessary damage. He ducked behind a water fountain, giving me enough time to get to my feet. 
pull out the lighter detective job given me and point my gun the oxygen tank. Hey, you bastard. Get out of here. He raised up, slowly walked towards me. He was ruby red, and I could tell from the look on his face that he absolutely stupid man. Put yourself in a corner. I'm not afraid of a little fire. Spat on the ground. I don't give a damn about a little fire. A lot of flammable shit near though. What do you think? What do you think happens if I start shooting oxygen tank? I have this flame lit. Admittedly, I wasn't even sure if the science was correct. But my bluff seemed to make him pause. What are you planning to do? He said cautiously. You're obviously an intelligent guy. More intelligent than a lot of things I've dealt with. So, let me put this in terms you'll understand. Oxygen tank. Less bullet. Less fire. Less boom. And when boom happens, old space with flat shit. Well, don't know if you can survive a fire explosion, but it doesn't matter because your precious home won't. No, he shouted. Turn his hands forward. You all died too. You wouldn't do this. Not to my home. He was partially correct. I wouldn't risk hurting the people in the hospital if this crazy plan would have even... But that didn't matter as long as he believed I would. I don't give a damn about your home. Either you kill me or this explosion. Honestly, I think I prefer just death. Whatever what the hell you'd do. Plus, it'd be way more satisfying to know that you don't get shit. Squeeze my fingers on the trigger just a bit. You take another step closer. I swear to this universe. Stop! Stop! He screamed. Don't destroy my home. What do you want? Look, I'm a fair guy. There are some new empty houses six miles north. Not sure how you'd plan to get there. They're empty. But let's make a deal. You can't have this home. But maybe you find yourself one over there. You do that, and we'll leave you to your own devices. Contemplated my offer. I go there, and you stay away from my new home? I nodded in response. Seconds pass in silence, the sense that... I would have to just readjust from my bluff and become more real. But eventually, after what felt like minutes of tension, the hermit took off in the other directions without a word. I took the most enormous sigh of relief I had in my life. I flopped onto the ground, grabbing my shoulder. Pain seemed to be coming more. Detective Joss, her voice came through the room. Smith. We saw him come outside. The little shit went down the storm drain on the sidewalk. Eventually, I had to fill Detective Jaws in. And the chief, you know. She was displeased that I shifted the problem somewhere else. But absolutely. I changed the plan without telling her. But ultimately, she was proud of me. The chief was more outwardly appreciative. And she was very thankful for my quick thinking. This way, he knew exactly where he'd be, and could prepare for his presence. Dealing with him in an empty house seemed far more ideal than dealing with him in the hospital. 
despite all I've been through and the loose ends still need to be tied up, there was the one thing in the forefront of my mind. By the time I finished everything with the chief, Officer Ryan already had a but I wasn't allowed to see him, at least not officially. I stuck past the staff, got to Officer Ryan's room. The ones that saw me didn't ask too many questions, given my badge, but he was in rough shape and had already been some heavy drugs. But he said, go here, which was an excellent sign. Officer Ryan, Barry, again. Look, I'm sorry, man. I messed up. I should have known the danger and had us prepared. And all he could do was muster, speak. The gauze and swelling made it hard for him to talk. Uh, the words coming out muffled. A bit muffled. I can only imagine how hard it was on the energy, but don't blame yourself, man. You did the right thing. I nodded. Uh, I bent down, put my hand on his shoulder. Knowing I should let him rest, I began to get my way outside. But a week a call at the door. What's up, I asked. Don't call me Barry, man. It's weird as shit. I was trying to be respectful. Blonde bastard, but all right, Officer Ryan. It is. I replied. Give me a thumbs up, knowing I finally made my way outside. The night had been awful. I was more than ready to go home, sleep off the trauma, but why I was less than thrilled to see a hospital staff member running after me in the parking lot. The woman looked to be late 20, maybe early 30. She was on the shorter side with dark brown hair, badged signify that she was a nurse working at the mental hospital, which immediately suggested that this would be another situation where someone would ask questions. I did not answer. I didn't even get the chance for a proper greeting before she was standing in front of me. You're one of the officers dealing with that guy from earlier, right? She asked, accusatory tone. I, I was, yeah. Do you need something? She looked at me like I was crazy. Did I need something? Are you serious? You know what went down in there? And you're just going to play it off? Not exactly sure what you're referring to. If you have information you'd like to share, I can give you my bullshit. Shadow about pointing at my face. You don't think I know about the man in the hospital? A human man. Scales vertical walls and tiny spaces. A child could make it through. Fucking voice of his. Your chief goes through and says he was just a homeless man. Voting and expect us to believe it. I, I, no. They didn't believe me when I said I saw him. Do you know how Terry stare at you down the hall just inside the response? Not only to disappear when you go and get help. She knew I wasn't going to convince her. She saw it was normal by any rate. But still, I needed to know exactly she was going with us. I agree that what you saw was strange, man. But I'm sure there's a rational explanation of all. I'm in custody. You'll eventually find those answers. But what good does a dude tell me? All this. Yeah. He scoffed. What good does it to me? 
and getting national media attention for a fucking monster stalking our hospital could bring me some solace, especially if I knew the police lying at what they saw were grilled by even every major outlet in the world. Or you just tell me what the hell is going on. I knew I couldn't run my way out of this. One thing I could really think of to do was to try and divert the conversation. You know, storing a bunch of oxygen in an unsafe manner is definitely a breach of OSHA standards. I think the news would be far more interested in that than a silly monster story. I waved my phone in her face to emphasize a point, especially with evidence. But this didn't phase her in the slightest. You think I care? That security guard is a 19-year-old. Don't you think I convinced him to pull up footage from today? Hell, I'm sure he'd love to be on TV to say what he's seen. And he's not the only one. You have the oxygen tanks look bad. But which do you really story? Why push this? Why, why do you want to know so badly? Because, she shouted again, my sister is a patient at the old. What if he had hurt her? What if he had hurt one of my coworkers or me? I think someone directly involved. I deserve to at least know. Took a moment to breathe. I'll make this easy. You told me, and I promise I won't speak a word of this to anyone. Just please tell me what's happening. Honestly, at this point I'm done. Emotionally exhausted, physically hurt, just so fed up with the loss. Who the hell was I to hide something like that? Why should I have to pretend what we saw was normal? Or that it wasn't out there waiting for someone else to get hurt? We're not monster hunters, so I, I get it, but on the truth, too much to ask. Maybe. Or at least my version of the truth. It's this one time. That night, I made the decision to tell her. Swear to secrecy, but I informed her about everything. Honestly, I think it ended up being catharsis. For me, more than anything. Walked away feeling better. Or at least with greater understanding. She didn't thank me, but not that she needed to. She was owed my truth, everyone was, and she walked away. I reflected on that, what I had done. The fact that there was so much we still didn't more monsters, more secrets, more things just hidden outside of where we can't see. I can only hope that she used that knowledge to protect herself. Thank you all for giving me your time. Tell another one. Only have a couple more, so hope. Stick with me through these lines. As always, stay safe.